Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Okay, this week, we're going to answer one of your questions from AskTBone.com. Remember, if you have any questions for T-Bone, you can ask us at AskTBone.com, and you can be featured in the next podcast. So this one is how to get more implant patients. T-Bone, what are your takes on that? Well, I got a lot of things that go through my mind, um, and... Here's what I want to start with. Ultimately, I'm going to talk about three things, okay? I'm going to talk about the internal ways of getting more implant patients, uh, some external ways of getting more patients, and then I'm going to do a bonus on probably more forgotten areas, and that's coaching and getting your team ready for getting more of these patients. And, and here's the truth, okay? Anytime we add new procedures to our practice, our initial thought is, how do I market to get these patients? And the truth is, is that's not what I recommend to anyone when they're adding new procedures in the practice. I'm a firm believer that the first thing you do is you go to your internal patient base and you work on them. And that's for a couple of reasons. One, or not one, but for a couple of reasons. Uh, first, it's you work out the kinks. And the last thing you want to do is get out there and spend money on marketing and then try to figure things out as these patients come in. Uh, and you don't know what your response is going to be. So you don't know how proficient you need to be, if you're going to get a lot of patients, a few patients. So there's so much benefit of working out the kinks internally. And then two is you don't even know if you like doing this dentistry, right? Uh, there have been many things, uh, for example, baby tongue ties. Right. <laughs> that I wanted yeah. to do more of because it made good sense. But then after I did my first one, I was like, I'm not doing this again, right? <laughs> so what you're saying is maybe go after the low-hanging fruits, the people that already trust you? Right. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's the most important thing because you'll get everything down. You'll understand if you like it. And those patients are going to be a little bit more patient with you right. uh, as you work through those. Okay. Well, let's get started on the internal side of things. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so, uh, you know, the first thing is what can we get from within our patient base? At the end of the day, you know, the average dental practice has about 2,000, 2,500 active patients that love them, that come to see them every few, every, you know, six months or so. So what can we do to get more of whatever procedure we want out of these existing patients? And the first thing I always go to is signage. Uh, nothing works better than signage. 
the best return on investment. Literally, it'll cost you 50 bucks to put up a sign and it'll work for you 24 seven. It works when you're not even there in the dark, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it allows your patients to see the service you ask and subliminally, and I call it subliminal marketing, subliminally it, asks, it makes your patients ask questions or lets your patient know what you do. Uh, so for example, in our office, we have some signs that talk about, are you missing teeth? it's not as hard as you think, or it's not as painful as you think, or we can get done in three months, or we can get done in as little as two visits. The different things, the different pain points are what you want to, what you want to lead with as your bold headline on the, on the signage. So we're looking at that. So Meredith, let's, let's look at it this way. When you were dealing with Invisalign in the practice, how important were the signs for that? Oh, I would have people bring it up, whatever signs we had in the room, Invisalign or not. Um, before I even had to tell them about anything that we do. I could walk in the room and they would say, oh, my brother needs that sleep appliance. Oh, my husband needs Invisalign. I'm like, great, send him over. So, <laughs> Didn't even have to say a word. Exactly, and it's subliminal marketing. So let, let me give some examples. I know we're talking about implant patients, but mm -hmm. really this kind of applies across the board. All procedures. Right, so these are the things I think offices should be making signs for. One is uh, sleep, sleep mm -hmm. apnea, snoring, sleep apnea, orthodontics, whether that's Invisalign, Sure Smile, uh, six-month braces, whatever it may be, implant dentistry, sedation dentistry, fear dentistry. If you're offering payment plans, make dentistry more affordable. These are the type of things that I think we should be making signage for in the office so that people know what services you provide. You know, it's, it's a menu at the end of the day. You cannot go to a restaurant and not have a menu. You can't go to a car dealership and not see signage of the cars on the walls. You can't go to any retail store that doesn't have uh, signage or pictures of the procedures or the products that they have. So signage is super important. Yeah, sometimes they don't know they want it until they see it on the wall. That's correct, absolutely. Um, another area uh, on the internal side that helps us to get more patients or more implant patients in this case is to have demo models. In other words, I believe in the show and tell concept where you don't just tell a patient what's going on and you don't necessarily play a video, but you put something in their hands. You have a, what I call a prop. So something like a, a model. Okay, uh, so one of the things I saw that I asked Aubrey, our BioHorizons rep, to get for me is a big implant yeah. with an abutment and a crown on it so I can kind of show it to patients. I'm a little worried that patients think that's what I'm going to put in their, <laughs> put in their head. These are like large, like, I don't know. Four or five inch implants. <laughs> no, no, they're more. The ones I've seen are like six, seven, eight inches. Oh, okay. I mean, they're massive. Some this weekend that were. Yeah, they're massive, yeah. and um, that way you can show them what's going on. The other demo model that I'm a real big fan of is a traditional bridge versus a single tooth implant. Uh, that way you can show a patient when they're making that choice between should I cut down all my teeth and get a bridge done or should I get a single unit implant? Uh, that's an important one to have. Uh, I also like having a model of a denture so that patients can see what a denture, and we don't even provide removable therapy in our office to let them see what a locator or a snap-in denture is like. And again, we don't provide even that service in our practice. And to also let them see what a fixed hybrid looks like and to let them see what an implant, full arch implant bridge looks like. So these are the types of models that I think we should have in our practice so that when our patients do bring something up, uh, it's important to see. I mean, again, I'm going to go back to Invisalign with you. Yeah. Uh, how important were those models of, of demo of aligners or even aligners in your own mouth? Yeah. So 
we don't realize because we're so used to this kind of stuff that the average person isn't familiar with it. And so I think having the demo and being able to show them and putting it in their hands, they realize it's not as, it's more normal than they think. Yeah, it, it really allows them to touch it. Right. And to really understand, okay, this is what that is. Right. It's not, because they have this crazy, sometimes crazy idea yeah. of what things can be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Another thing that I think people should do, and I probably should have led with this one, uh, when, when you're considering doing new procedures like implants in your practice, and I learned this one from Justin Moody, uh, our friends over at Implant Pathway, and what he told me was that he teaches and or started tracking how many patients they see each week with missing teeth. And uh, so what that does is it gives you an idea of the opportunity within your practice. So in other words, if you, if you go over a month period of time, let's say, and literally have no one missing a tooth, then maybe implant <laughs> dentistry or internal aspect of implant dentistry just isn't going to work. You're going to have to go completely uh, external to get those patients. So after our first uh, implant continuum weekend, everybody went back, and the first day everybody was texting, they're in my chair, they're in my chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was sorry. really cool to see because they have been in their chair for the last couple of years. They've been they in, or, just or 20 tra- years, yeah. some of them. Right? They just weren't tracking it. Yeah. So I think it's important to just have a count mm-hmm. of how many missing teeth you have in your practice on a daily basis, and then to take that a step forward, uh, then track how many people did you have an implant conversation with? And then what you'll see is is that we're, we have the opportunity, we're just not even bringing up the conversation. Right. And that, that's why I go to my point that we're so quick to go to external marketing, when the truth is, is we don't have a case acceptance problem, we have a diagnosis problem in dentistry, and we're just not giving patients a chance to say yes to the best. And uh, the next thing I'll look at from an internal side is for my cone beam owners. Are you taking a cone beam on, quote unquote, every patient in your practice? And are you taking the opportunity to virtually plan implants on those patients? And I think it's so important, number one, for your patients that are, that are interested in implant therapy, it's a non-negotiable. You got to plan the implants and let them see and let them sh- see the confidence, and you create the confidence about how you're doing dentist, how you're doing implants, and how it's totally different from the 1980s and 1990s implant dentistry. And then I think it's also important to plan implants on non-interested patients, or patients not even missing teeth, because it allows them to become aware of the services, and maybe the next time they're at a dinner and somebody brings up a missing tooth or something, they'll say, oh man, you got to see my dentist, he has this awesome technology, and he kind of showed me what implants were, I was just totally amazed, and that's how you create this internal referral network. This one always surprises me with all the courses and everything we do. I always say, oh, are you taking a CBCT on every patient? And they say no. And this has been, in, this is the only job I've ever had. So it's been instilled in me. If you walk by that cone beam, you're getting a cone beam. Right. Like I, what I always joke is if I could, it'd be like that yeah. thing at the airport where you stand there with your hands up in the machine. We're open. Oprah. You get a cone beam and you get a cone beam. But exactly. it's. There's been so many times where we've used them after the patient's already left or something has come up weeks, months later, and we're just prepared. It's familiar for the patient. We're prepared. And I think everyone in our office can do it. Well, at the end of the day, most of us spent 
anywhere from seventy yeah. to one hundred fifty thousand dollars on a piece of equipment to take fantastic diagnostic images, and it does zero good if you don't actually take the diagnostic right. image. So, yeah. So that kind of that's you know obviously there's more to the internal side, but mm-hmm. those are the few things that I wanted to mention in this episode about internal ways of getting more implant patients. So that's a great start of how to get more implant patients. Let's look into the external side of things. Yeah, so there's a lot to talk about here, okay? Um, Look, I'm... After my comment on the Super Bowl recently, (laughs) people called me a fuddy-duddy about the uh, J-Lo and Shakira performance. Um, What we're finding in our practice that's working the best for us is traditional... Uh, direct mail and grocery store marketing. And we're doing that through a practice magazine and happened to be created by Gilliard Marketing. And he's become a local celebrity, the grocery store dentist. So a funny story on that. Uh, did Mona ever tell you the time yes. we went to Harris Teeter and the lady goes, mm, you look like that guy over there. You're much darker in real life. And they go, well, you know, it is photoshopped a little bit. And, um, and then she goes on to tell me about how another dentist comes in and always turns them around. Flips them. <laughs> It was awesome. I loved it. I should have taken a picture yeah, of her that day. Yeah. She was pretty good. We'll have to find her. But, um, you know, you know, and Megan gave me such a hard time about the amount of money. I mean, because it's not inexpensive. It's certainly, right. it's, it's a pretty expensive investment, uh, but totally, totally, totally worth it. And um, so it's, it's a 16-page brochure, basically, uh, that we distribute through grocery stores and we distribute through direct mail. And it's focused on implants, cosmetics, sleep apnea, sedation, technology in general, just about creating us as an authority in the community and letting people know through a more educational manner um, um, what services we provide. What I found is that the patients are more qualified. They come in ready. They come in trusting us. Uh, they're just ready to go. So it's been a fantastic um, Uh, It's been fantastic for us. Yeah, I think the patients that we find externally most of the time have looked up the procedures a few times. They know what they're in for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel funny talking about digital marketing because it's an area that I, quite frankly, I practice failed at. Uh, Last year in 2019, I probably spent $60,000 on digital marketing for dental implants, and we had very little to show for it. And that isn't what everybody's seeing across the board. At least some of my friends that I actually trust are telling me that they're seeing that they're getting results. But quite a few people are also telling me that they're not getting the results. Uh, So digital marketing is a very wide term. And specifically when I say digital marketing, I'm really talking about basically Google ads and social media ads to promote implant dentistry. And my only caveat to anybody that really goes down that road is these are very cold, lukewarm customers that you have to massage and you really have to have a good sales process in place uh, to really see the benefits. The marketing companies, for the most part, will do a good job of driving leads to you, but they aren't the best leads necessarily and they require a lot of work. Yeah, I've been there. So don't let your team get deterred on answering some of these calls because it will definitely make them feel like they're not doing a good job. But just let them know, you know, one, every one out of 10 that moves forward is worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So uh, an area that I don't see a lot of dentists, or actually I take that back. 
I see very few dentists really working on, and, and that is personal branding. Now, to me, personal branding is part internal, but a lot of external. And what do I mean by personal branding? What I'm referring to there is how are you building your authority in the community? You know, what are you doing? What photos are you posting on your personal and your practice page uh, before and afters? You know, what videos are you creating? What educational videos are you doing? You know, how are you answering questions from people? How are you answering the public? Like common questions. For example, how much do implants cost? Why should I choose you for an implant? Is there a difference between this implant brand and that implant brand? You know, why should I choose an implant over a bridge? These are common questions that, that patients have, and we should be answering those questions to the public. And we should be leveraging our personal brand, in other words, becoming the expert, and we should be distributing that through YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, <laughs> what's the yellow one, Snapchat, yeah. uh, Pinterest... Uh, all of them, I mean, you name it. I don't yeah. know. I mean, just, you're on it. <laughs> yeah, MySpace even, you know. Um, so I think personal branding is so important because people want to see somebody they trust and people want to know somebody that's an, as, as a, an expert. So you've got to post pictures, you've got to post some videos, uh, and you've got to be educational in nature. And if this isn't something you're good at, I'm sure your team is. So yeah. push them to help you. Absolutely. Make it part of their um, goal to make you do the videos. That's what we had to do one time. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> it makes it fun. Everybody's together. Absolutely. And, and the final way that I want to talk about in this on the external side is patient testimonials. Um, nothing goes farther than a potential patient hearing from another patient. And there are so many times where... People don't do patient testimonials. Practices don't do it because they overcomplicate this. So let me make it easy for you guys, okay? I want you to write this down. I want you to press pause here in a second and write this down, okay? Here's what you need to do good patient testimonials. You need a modern phone, which everybody has. You need to go on Amazon and you need to buy a wired lavalier microphone It'll be about $15 with a long, like six to eight foot cord on it. So that way you can clip it to your patient's shirt and have a wire that doesn't show in the uh, video and plug that wire into your phone. And then you need a uh, 18 inch ring light. Uh, the one we re recommend is from Newer, N-E-E-W-E-R. It's $100 to $120. And for $150, you can have a phenomenal setup that allows you to take great patient testimonial videos very quickly and easily without complications. And then hire somebody on Fiverr.com or somebody else to go ahead and, and edit it down a little bit. And I'm not talking about fancy editing. I'm just talking about making it look good and kind of making it flow because your patients won't always answer questions in the right order or they'll have, you know, they'll have ums and zips and zaps and the stuttering and things like that that you can get fixed. So patient testimonial videos are super important and for external marketing. And they're much easier than you think. Everyone's going to say, oh, nobody wants to do it. But honestly, these patients are flattered when you ask them. Yeah, absolutely. We have patients yeah. fighting yeah. to get into yeah. our magazine. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think most importantly, the internal and external marketing, I think it all comes together when you coach your team. Yeah. So let's get into the team coaching. Yeah. So I think the bonus part of this is we've got to coach our team members because... 
no matter how much time and energy we spend on internal marketing or time and money we spend on external marketing, it all falls flat if our team members aren't sealing Trained. the deal. Right. Okay. And so let's go specifically here. Okay. So I'm going to talk about your front office team members, your clinical team members, and your hygiene team members. Uh, and quite frankly, the forgotten area of most offices are the front office team members. And so the front office team members, they have to be unbelievably good at phone and communication skills. They've got to be able to take that patient, that cold stranger that calls your office, and they've got to make them feel comfortable and confident that this is the right office, and they've got to help that patient make an appointment and actually have that patient show up. And all of that is so, so much done by the phone call. It's it's the phone call at the yeah. end of the day. So I recommend that you record calls and that you have weekly coaching sessions with your team members about the phone calls where you listen to the phone calls and you just say, tell me what you thought about that phone call. And when we did that for a few weeks, it was eye opening and we saw a dramatic difference in uh, people in our team members, phone call skills. Now, when it comes to your hygienist, uh, what we need to do is get your hygienist comfortable with your cone beam, okay? Get them comfortable opening the cone beam. And I want, you, I want to push you to get your hygienist comfortable planning an implant. And I know what the dentists are thinking, okay? <laughs> They're like, what do you mean planning an implant? I literally mean just sticking in an implant mm -hmm. in, in the, the software. The patient has no idea where it's supposed it to go. It could be upside down. <laughs> it could be inside out. Right. It could be the wrong size. It could be through the nerve. It could be through another tooth. Your patients don't know. Mm -hmm. But what happens is it allows you to wow your patients and allows your hygienist to create more of a conversation with your patient about uh, what's going on and how implants work and teach your hygienist the following statement uh, mrs jones have you given any thought about your missing tooth you know not about implants not about partials but just about your miss missing tooth meredith have you given any thought about that missing tooth on the bottom left hand side right and that way your patients it's an open-ended question that your patients can answer like, yes, but I heard it's expensive. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I need it. And those are, those, are, those are invitations to have a deeper conversation with your patient. And your back office, your clinical team members, uh, they need to understand the workflow. In other words, what happens when a patient actually does say yes? You know, and, the, and, and the, the conversation I have with dentists or the verbiage analogy I use is, if you had a patient in hygiene that needed a filling or a crown, how quick would your team members be ready to make that happen? And for most of them, they're like, oh, that'd be easy. Then I say, what would happen if you needed to do a socket and extraction, extraction, gra extraction and socket grafting, or you needed to do an implant out of hygiene? What would your team members do? And most of the time, the team, that nobody knows. They're like, they said they'd freeze. They'd freeze, <laughs> Literally. right? It's a special yeah. procedure that they need hours and hours to get prepared for. And we've got to train our clinical team members. We've got to be ready for success. We've got to plan to succeed. And to me, that's so important. And, and that training, that clinical training, that hygiene training, that front office training, training our team is what's really holding us back from getting farther and getting there faster. Yeah, I think your uh, assistant would rather do an implant than a filling. So one hundred percent. She'll set up in just a second. Yeah. So like, we had to set up for a root canal today, and she's like, "God, this takes forever." This is I'm a like, lot of work. Like, we literally <laughs> could set up for a hybrid quicker than we could set up for a, a root canal. So, in summary of how to to get more implant patients, I'd say that most importantly, the team comes first in coaching them to be able to 
work with the internal and external marketing you have planned out. Absolutely. If you have additional questions, don't hesitate to contact us at www.tbonespeaks.com. Or if you want to ask us a question, be real easy and go to asktbone.com. We love it when you ask questions, when you engage with us. And always remember, if you like this episode, share it on social media. I am determined to get our message out to more dentists and we live in a review economy. So if you can leave me a review on Google, uh, not even on Google, on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify, I would love you forever so I don't have to leave my own reviews. <laughs> Thank not you guys and have a great day. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.